Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome Wendy Nola to the show, chatting to us from a studio in Durban today with a focus on our credit card accounts in the first half hour. And then it's open line after 1.30 where you can phone in on any consumer query. Wendy, as always, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pippa. Lovely to be with you. Now, before we hear from our first complainant today, let's set the scene a little bit because obviously credit cards are a very uh, common, uh, they're in common use and they're a very common source of complaints in your inbox, aren't they? Yes, I think it's because, you know, they, the way interest is calculated is complicated and fairly boring to most of us. It's hidden in the small print, or not hidden, but it's there in the small print. And so, you know, we don't bother to really make ourselves, most of us, I'm generalizing, of course, mm. to make ourselves that familiar with how it works and, and what become, you know, what applies if we pay a little late or if we short pay or whatever, um, until we see, an, a penalty charge or a more a high interest charge that we weren't expecting, and then and then um, we start discovering how these things work. Okay, well let's uh, let's share with you the story that a listener shared with us this week that's prompted this conversation. Uh, Karen emailed us a little while ago about her experience with her Woolies account, and she's learned mm-hmm. the very hard way that it really pays to be meticulous about paying on time. Uh, she was going to be speaking to us today, but unfortunately she is down with the flu and has no voice. So oh, I'm, no. I'm going to summarise okay. on her behalf. Right. Uh, so Karen said in her email to me that she is usually very, very diligent about settling her Woolworths account in full so that she doesn't have to pay interest. But for whatever reason, in May, she made a mistake. The amount due on her card was 2,874 Rand, and she only paid 2,800. I think she just wasn't concentrating when she did the, the transfer. Yeah. So she accidentally left a balance of 74 Rand outstanding. And when she got her June statement, she got the shock of her life because she had been charged interest of just over 47 rand and she phoned them to say hang on a second how can you charge me nearly 50 rand on a balance of just over 70 rand and their reply was doesn't matter that you paid nearly the full amount because an amount remained outstanding the system calculates the interest on the full balance that was due and so she was hit with interest on that full 2,874 rand. Uh, she disputed it. She said that's daylight robbery. You're charging me effectively 70% interest on the outstanding amount and Wendy they've agreed to write off the interest but what they haven't done is give her an answer as to why it was calculated this way and she wrote to me saying my concern is the fact that they are able to do this in the first place surely the interest should only apply to the unpaid portion Wendy unfortunately Karen or Karen is not right well, you know, this uh, this is a store card, so it, apply, it applies to store cards as well as credit cards. It's quite complicated. I'm not, I put my hand up, I'm not um, the greatest numbers person, but I get this complaint fairly often, and so I've had to ask the, the banks and the um, retailers for um, an explanation. So in, in, in Karen's case, she um, is... Uh, among some some consumers who are able to pay the full amount in other words they they don't they use the credit card as a facility and to get rewards or store cards whatever um rather than um as a as a credit facility so that they don't pay any interest right mm-hmm. um um other people pay the minimum amount only or the minimum amount you know on the statement um and in in either case if you short pay or you pay late what they do is they charge you interest on the full outstanding am- amount. Um, and they say that they, you don't get charged any interest on credit purchases for up to 55 days. It's nearly a month. 
Um, but if you then don't pay you know, on time or you pay slightly too little, as in this case, they whack you with the full um, amount of interest due, not on just the um, underpayment amount. So in, in Corinne's case, it would have been a few cents or a few rand and it wouldn't have amounted to much. And that's probably what she was expecting. Yeah. But they have a different way of calculating and it's all in their terms and conditions or whatever. If you're a first time offender and you kick up a stink and you say this is absolutely unfair, they will um, usually waive it. But um, they only give you that one luck. And after that, you are, you are um, liable. So um, just, yeah. It's it's uh, it doesn't seem fair, but as I say, they cover themselves in their terms and conditions, and that's it depends on when you've you've got that fifty five days. So it depends on when you made the purchases and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's all as I say, it's a little bit uh, more complicated than my small brain can wrap its <laughs> itself around. But, but the bottom line is, it is legal. legal. It, yes, they can do it. It is in their, in their terms and conditions. And as far as I'm aware, certainly there's nothing in the Credit Act that prevents them from doing that as long as it's, you know, disclosed and whatever. Okay. So, so, so yeah. Corin, obviously I was, my next question was going to be, if it was legal, why did they then uh, withdraw uh, when Corin complained? Uh, she's obviously That's a first offender. Uh, and she's obviously a good customer and they, you know, they do it as a, as a goodwill gesture. But um, if you do it a, a second time, it's, um, it's unlikely it's probably to be not all that likely that, yes. Yeah. Okay, so lesson learned is pay on time and pay in full or face the uh, the interest that accumulates. There are a lot of other issues you wanted to flag around credit cards, though, Wendy. So can we maybe start with, with the issue yeah. of uh, what happens if somebody applies for, for credit and that application is rejected? Okay, this is, this is something that um, a lot of South Africans don't know. So um, they, obviously, any credit provider, banks, cell phone companies, clothing retailers, they all have the right to reject your application. And in many cases, they're legally obliged to in terms of the Credit Act because otherwise they can be found guilty of reckless lending or whatever, right? But um, so, so it would be valid reasons such as that. Um, you, don't, you don't meet the criteria for um, you know, credit worthiness. Uh, it could be construed as reckless lending if they granted you the application or you have an adverse listing on your credit record, that kind of thing, legitimate reasons to re- uh, reject your application. But you are allowed to ask them to explain what those specific reasons are if That's they've said no. That's the thing. And in many, I don't think many South Africans realize that you don't just have to accept you can say, oh, please provide the reasons why, and then they must tell you why um, in, in quite some detail because that gives you then the reason to do, uh, do something about needs it. to yeah. do something about it. Yeah. So you, uh, it's always a good idea to ask. Don't just sort of slink away and think, oh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Find uh, out they are and to know that they are legally obliged to tell you the reasons if you ask. They won't. In most cases, they won't tell you if you don't ask. The important thing here, too, Wendy, is uh, it's a good red flag. If somebody declines your credit application and you're surprised by that and think, gosh, well, I've got a good credit history. I don't know why they would think I'm a risk. It might be a red flag that there is some fraudulent activity against your name that's worth uh, worth checking out. Absolutely. Um, and <laughs> I actually spoke to TransUnion about this, the biggest um, credit bureau, not that long ago. And something like um, in the case of for those that do, and it's a very small number, it's less than 5%, I think, of South Africans who regularly check their um, credit record, which is a pity because it's a free thing. Every credit bureau has yeah. to do it for you at least once a year. But of those that do um, 
proactively check their credit records rather than finding out by way of having an application declined. Um, about 70% of them um, find out, uh, sorry, many of them find out that there are, I don't know the exact percentage to be honest, that, uh, but a very high percentage have adverse listings there that are not justified. So, for example, it's a prescribed debt that shouldn't be on there. Yeah. Um, and um, 70% of them end up, that, that lodge a complaint, um, about an unfair listing, end up um, having that adverse listing removed. And it's done quite quickly and simply. So it's really, I, I bang this drum a lot because there's so much for consumers to gain by it. Mm. Um, so many consumers sitting with adverse listings that are not justified on their credit record. So do make that check. Um, and then, you know, as I say, it's very a very simple matter to challenge a listing that you don't believe is fair and it will be removed. Okay, now what we're cases. doing is, as you mentioned, there are four major credit bureaus that you can check with and they're each obliged to give you one free report per year. So, Wendy, you can effectively check your credit status every three months without every having to pay a cent for it. Every three months if you clever. Yeah. Yes, so, and if you – yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I must warn about, though, is as with applying for a green card and lots of other things, if you Google that, the, the first results will be of that of companies who um, charge consumers for the service, which sort of makes consumers believe that you have to pay a company to check your credit record for you when, in fact, it is a free service. As you've just said, each bureau must do it for you at least once a year. So a lot of people unwittingly pay this amount for a service that they could do themselves um, very easily. Okay, so what we've done, Wendy, is very kind done the homework for us and given us all the contact details for the full bureau and we are, are putting that into the online version of this conversation which will go up on the Cape Talk website and our social media channels after today's show. So the contact details are there, the phone numbers and the website address addresses for TransUnion, Experian, XDS and CompuScan. Uh, those are the four. Uh, so if somebody else is offering you that uh, that option, be warned, they might be trying to charge you for it. But TransUnion, Experian, XDS and CompuScan are the four which are obliged to give you one free credit report per year. So uh, the contact details for all four of those are going up in the article after the show today. Uh, if you want to track them down, please go and look for them online uh, after the show. Wendy, you also wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between a store card and a credit card because I think not all consumers are mindful of uh, the differences. Yeah, well, the, the first, I speak to a lot of young people who've um, got into, got themselves um credit active, I suppose is the word. And it's usually the, the store card is the first card that they get. Because if you think about it, those are the, the, the retailers are very proactive about um, approaching us with these cards. They, you're invited to, to um, sign up in stores. Sometimes you get letters saying you've been pre-approved, which means you then have to go through, you know, they, they do pr- probably properly credit check you afterwards. But it's very in your face. You know, they approach you, whereas not so um, it's not quite as in your face as the credit cards are. Um, and what a lot of consumers don't realize is that these store cards have very high interest rates, much higher than um, credit cards because they're easier to get, I suppose. Yeah. And um, and they don't sort of even find out what the, what the interest rate is. Don't compare across retailers which are offering the better deal and that sort of thing. They just, you know, it's just not something that's discussed. And I talk to a lot of young, in particular young people about this, and they have a complete blank when I ask them what interest they're paying. So, um, yeah, the, yeah. My, I encourage people to rather, um, and the retailers are going to hate me for this, but rather consolidate their debt into one credit card. Number one, the interest is lower. And 
The other thing, and there's a psychological aspect to this, and I don't know if it applies more particularly to women. I don't want to generalize, but you know, spreading your your interest or your de- your debt rather across a number of store cards, it's uh, it's kind of easier to fool yourself as to how much debt you actually yeah, have. Yeah, it's easier to contend with owing two hundred rand to five different yeah, people than owing a thousand rand to one. Exactly, it doesn't seem quite so. Um, so serious. Daunting, perhaps. It doesn't seem yes. like as much money psychologically. Exactly. And then the other thing is, I don't know, when people are in, in – I, I know this. I can only speak for myself. But a few years ago, I went through this exercise of closing all my retail accounts. Um, and, uh, well, just closing them and getting a letter confirming that it's paid up and closed is, is um, – quite difficult, which it shouldn't be because you, you need to have that as proof if someone comes after you um, to pay some amount um, down the line, which often happens. But um, we have this sort of psychological then connection with this company. You sort of feel like you're part of a special club somehow, and they foster this by sending you information about sales and saying you can go in earlier than the rest of, of normal people that don't have an account, that sort of thing. And so if you feel a need of a bit of retail therapy and you have a particular store's card in your purse, somehow it's just that much easier to go in and, you know, mm. b- buy on the never-never kind of thing. Um, and I certainly found when I closed those accounts, my spend dropped quite dramatically when I just had the one credit card because I didn't feel that sort of psychological pull, that sort of warm fuzzy, well, oh, yeah, I'll just get myself a pair of boots or whatever. Um, okay. As I say, it could be just my experience, but I doubt it. Um, when I do discuss these issues with people, I go, yeah, no, you're right. It <laughs> is how it works. So I always say if you can, for, for all sorts of reasons, for spending less and for paying less interest, um, going the credit card route is the best way if, if you can do that. And as we've mentioned before on the show, Wendy, there is that extra benefit of the chargeback facility if you're paying for something with a credit card. Yes, this is for me by far the best reason to pay by credit card. Um, and it's it's a global perk offered by Visa and MasterCard via the banks locally which issue the cards. And effectively what happens is you get to avoid fighting with a retailer um, or service provider for a refund if you don't get what you paid for or if they don't deliver, say, in three months and, you know, you're still waiting. Mm. Um, so what you do is you, you avoid the nastiness and the confrontation. You just go to your bank um, and I say three months is pushing it a bit. Some require you to do it within far less time. But you log a dispute. You use the word chargeback. It's, it's, it's helpful. And um, you obviously need to substantiate your claim that you didn't get what you paid for. And they essentially, your bank goes to the bank of the person that has your money, the person that you paid for, whatever. And um, you get the money back in that way. And I actually tried this recently myself. I had an um, experience where I bought um, tickets online, some airline tickets. And um, they charged me the thousand and something that was the legitimate amount. And then there was this random charge of 782 Rand, which had the same code, same day, um, no explanation. So I called the airline and they said, no, they didn't get the second amount. I phoned my bank and they said, yes, they absolutely did get that amount. So I thought, right, I'm always asking people to... um, to do this chargeback thing, and I've never had reason to do it myself. So I did it, and within days, I'm happy to report, and very little um, schlep on my part, 
that 782 rand was accredited back into my credit card account. Fantastic. So I can personally vouch for the fact that that is a wonderful perk. But of course, it required me to check my statement in the first place because if I hadn't, it would have you would have gone by. by. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very very good words of advice there. So remember, charge back is the magic word to use if you're querying a, a transaction uh, which hasn't happened as you expected. I've got several people commenting on Karen's email and that charging of interest on the full amount. Before I share any of the WhatsApps, let's go to the lines because Ross has given us a call from Thornton. Ross, good afternoon. Hi, hello, good afternoon. Yes, I, I wanted to rewind a bit to that email. It rather shocked me because in principle, the lady, just by an error, had uh, was paying interest on money that she had already paid to, the, to Woolworths. And, and that shocks me because, I mean, the principle is if you're borrowing money, you pay interest. Nobody's going to argue about that. But when you're paying interest on money that is, in fact, in the possession of Woolworths, that surely is just about fraud, really, isn't it? It's a complicated <laughs> issue, as I said. Um, she, well, she short paid so instead of charging her interest on what she didn't pay i hear what you're saying they charged her on the full amount but they um it wouldn't the, the easiest way i can get my head around it is that they the interest it would have been interest free had she paid the full amount but if you short pay then they pay you pay interest on that full amount which they had lent you over 55 days something like that uh, yeah a few people questioning on the sms line saying really that's that that's at best morally dubious even if it is legal it's not only woolies to be fair here is a no. a, a, a message not from jenny woolies. in drebron saying i had the same thing in my case i forgot to pay the service fee i just paid the debt owed and i got nailed with something like 200 rand on a 40 rand service bill I did complain, but I got nowhere. Um, should it be legal is Jenny's question. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be, that's a huge debate. That we, uh, Well, we can, I can undertake certainly for a, for a um, future show to try and get someone from the credit regulator on the line to explain um, why that is allowed. I'm mm. very willing to do that. Um, I think it would be sure. interesting Absolutely. Yeah. to try and help us understand why it is allowed because as Ross said, it, it does seem um, um, it doesn't seem to make sense on, on the surface that you should be charged interest for money that you have already paid over. Uh, but I've had, I mean it's 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 all kinds of retailers uh, that people are complaining about on the SMS line. Um, Jen on the WhatsApp saying my gripe is with Fashini store cards. They expect payment on the first of every month if you are even one day late the interest kicks in at least some other stores give you a few days grace uh, what can be done jen what can be done is uh, as the owner of that credit card you've got to make a note in your diary to pay it on the first of the month uh, wendy i mean it is it's a credit agreement that we've entered into uh, and if you haven't read the fine print there is some of the responsibility that sits on your shoulders yes but you know a lot of people just i think there is that, absolutely. We have rights as well as responsibilities, but I think the unfairness of it doesn't sit well yeah. with people. Another example or, or um, scenario that I often get is payment will be due on a certain day and people make the payment, but of course by the, on the day, but by the time it lands with the retailer, it's a day late and then they get the interest and they, and they get pointed to the small print that says they must receive it by. So, so the bank transfer took that, three days. Yeah. Yes, okay. two days. Yeah. Yeah, so they fell foul and the interest kicked in. So yeah, there's a, there lots of ways to, to trip up on this one as so a consumer. Be warned. Okay. Consumer Talk. Call us now on 021 446 0567. 
Right, in just a moment, we'll share with you a warning about a scam involving accommodation that somebody has called through to us. But before we go to Peter's call, uh, Liz is on the line from Durbanville with a question uh, regarding saw cards. So let's just take that while we're still on the topic. Liz in Durbanville, good afternoon. Hello, Pippa. Hello, Wendy. I just wanted Hi, to uh, to bring to your listeners' attention something I didn't know. Um, I, I do sometimes go overseas for three months, and the first time I went, I paid a store card that that month's instalment plus two in advance, knowing I'd be back before the third one was due. When I got back, they'd blacklisted me. Apparently, they don't take it as you paying three in advance, two in advance. They actually take it as an extra payment on that particular month um, um, amount that you should pay. And then the following two months when I didn't pay, they just blacklisted me. So, of course, I went and threw my toys out of the cot and I said, well, well, what do you do? You know, this is going to happen again. She said, no, you have to come into the store and actually tell them that this is what you're going to do. So oh, yeah. it's a warning for anyone who, um, you know, not that it happens that often, but if you are going to be away for uh, you know, the end of more than one month, you can't just pay the extreme installment. Yes. You have to tell them, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Liz, uh, thanks for sharing that. Very Were you able to, to get it resolved in your case? Were you able to reverse that blacklisting? I did. I didn't. I've never checked on that credit um, thing that you said we should check on, which I should do. But yes, it was fine as far as the store. There were two stores, and it was fine for both of them, you know, once I explained the situation. But um, I was so furious because I was totally unaware that something like that would happen, you know. Yeah. Liz, thank okay, you so, so much they, for, for sharing Liz, that with us. Yeah. Can I just query something? So you, you were, there was an, um, a minimum amount owing every month, for example, more or less. So yes. you just sort of yes. calculated it. So obviously what they did is they took that amount um, and took it as one payment for that month, recalculated for the next month the amount due, and uh, made a new amount, which then, as far as they were concerned, yeah, yeah. was unpaid. Sure, and paid, a lot of, yes, yes. If I paid the whole amount off, you know, by doing that, it would have been yes. fine, I'm sure. But there was it actually probably outstanding. There may not have been if there was a service fee or a club fee yeah. or something else. That's the other thing that that's the downside of um, those club fees, the downside of the retail accounts um, for those that, that have the club fees. So, so yes, yeah, so I think the, the wise thing to do is either tell them or just somehow get onto un- online banking when you are, wherever you are and make those payments um, as they do. And, and alert them to the fact that you're doing it as well if you are going to try and do something like Liz did. Liz, thank you for that warning call. Um, a, a couple of people asking, Wendy, about somebody called Clear Score, who apparently offer adverts on TV offering a free credit record check. Zuki asking, uh, are they above board? Doug has said to me that he gets a free credit report every month from clearscore.co.za. Are you familiar with them? Okay. I'm not. They are, if he says it's free, um, there will be some way that they attempt to claw money out of the consumer, and they're not going to do that out of the goodness of their heart. So I'm guessing, as I say, I haven't investigated them specifically, but I'm guessing they attempt to sell you some kind of add-on notification or something like that. But um, if And just to make absolutely sure that it is free. 
Um, that's all I can say without investigating them Any now. Further. Okay. But, um, yeah, they, as I say, they're not going to be in business to make no money out of consumers. Exactly. Doug, thank you so much for your WhatsApp. And thank you, George, uh, confirming what we said before the break. It's not just Woolies uh, that charges interest on the full amount. George says all credit cards charge interest on the full amount if you short pay and store cards follow suit. George, thanks for your WhatsApp. Now, uh, before we go to our next consumer uh, question, um, I've got a warning on the line. Peter's given us a call. Uh, Peter's in the uh, accommodation and hospitality industry and uh, he and his wife Colleen are flagging uh, a scam operator um, and want to warn listeners about her. Peter, thank you so much for talking to us and welcome to the show. Thanks, Pippa. I love your show and thank you. thanks for calling me back. Peter, tell us, um, your, your wife Colleen sent us a message to, to say that you've become aware of the fact that somebody is effectively fraudulently advertising discounted stays at your accommodation. What have you found out? Yeah, um, she's got a Facebook page, and anybody looking for accommodation in sort of the Western Cape, uh, she sets herself up on her Facebook page as some kind of, you know, accommodation expert with all these special deals, and she uses actual accommodation by using our name, for instance, and saying that there's a ridiculous offer of three days for like 900 rand. And then you can only get hold of her via the Facebook page messaging system to initially and uh, as soon as you bite and you show some interest she starts encouraging you by giving you a bit more information about herself a phone number that she won't answer but she does use the sms and um, she gets you eventually to go to an atm and put money into her account uh, yeah. an account number she gives and once it's done through an atm i think the money is gone and she's got it and then she she has no further interest in you you can call her it doesn't matter if you've got her email address or her webpage, she's after somebody else. Um, she calls herself Tasha Whittles on Facebook, and she's advertised all sorts of accommodation, not, accommodation, not just ours. Um, it's Mykonos in, in Langebaan yeah. and this and that. And they're always too good to be true. And well, perhaps I shouldn't have said that in case they're listening, but we've had a, a few people phone up us after Googling us mm. to say, you know, what about our accommodation we've paid for? And uh, most of them that are phoning up were too clever to actually pay any money. They got hold of us first and asked us about it, and we were able to say, no, it's a scam. We, we, we don't have any special. Yeah. So th- that's what's how it goes down. Um, um, we've reported it to the police. They're looking into it. Um, but mostly uh, the most important thing is any, if anybody has been caught by this particular scam, they need to take it to the police and explain it so that they can raise a docket because it's, it's defrauding them. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Peter, we've got your and Colleen's details. If anybody listening is going, oh, heck, I've paid a deposit and uh, I recognize that name, uh, please drop me an email, pippah at capetalk.co.za, and we can try and uh, collect any victims together to move this forward. Uh, Peter, you have reported it to police. Uh, and just to confirm, so your self-catering accommodation in the Overberg, um, do, you, do you ever deal with third-party accommodation suppliers or do customers only book through you directly? We don't have any agents by the name of Tasha Whittles, that's for sure. But okay. we do advertise through Booking.com and, and all the normal bona fide places. The reputable um, ones, yeah. Yeah, oh yes, very much so, yeah. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to, to update us on that. Wendy, sadly, uh, it's not a new story. Uh, there, there are people no. who take these kind of chances all the time. And different people in different provinces. And, and um, yeah, I've, I've reported on them over the years constantly. It's just, yeah, there will always be 
those people. And it's not just holiday accommodation. They will intercept Gumtree adverts for flats to, to rent, yeah. for, you know, for permanent accommodation. And then they will actually sort of, inter- sort of intercept and put their details there, show people the flats or say, um, unfortunately, the tenants got the key and they, they'd, you know, they said they were going to be here and they aren't, unfortunately. But just look, you've seen the pictures online and, yeah, it's very in demand and you need to pay me the um, deposit and the first, mo- first month's rental to secure it. And, and a lot of people fall for that as well. But every Easter and every Christmas, um, after every Easter or during, you know, as people arrive in holiday accommodation, then I start getting the emails that, um, you know, it's, it's um, either doesn't exist or it's, you know, the, the owner's like, no, we're not renting it or we already have someone or whatever. Yeah. So, just unfortunately, we we have to be so alert and so um, distrusting, really, of yeah. of online adverts and and take steps to protect ourselves, make our own checks and whatever. So and I think it seems too good to be wise, true. Usually is. Yeah, they will normally try and undercut to make sure that you know you you, you book through them, not someone some, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter, again, thanks for flagging it with us. And uh, if you're listening and uh, and you you recognise the scenario Peter's just described, maybe send me an email, please, to Pippa H at CapeTalk.co.za. It's an open line. Your consumer questions to o two one four four six o five six seven. Good afternoon, Linda in Durbanville. Hello. Good afternoon, Pippa. Thanks for a fabulous show Thank and you so much. Um, for taking time to help us, the consumer. <laughs> That's sometimes so in the dark. I thank you very much for that. My, um, I, I'm really at my wit's end. Um, I'm dealing with MTN and I'm going to quickly tell you my story. I went into the store in Tiger Valley uh, for my update, my two-year update. Yeah. That was round about the 16th of March. I was assisted by a lady with the name of Ashra that said to me, um, she's just phoning MTN because they must have a clearance that I'm, you know, due for my update. I left the store. I came back. She still didn't have it. Uh, in the interim, uh, the next week, left on holiday. Uh, while I was away, I received a huge MTN account. And I realized they're charging me for a phone that I haven't received. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which is uh, quite annoying. And that is in <laughs> March. I still haven't got my new phone. They, uh, I've been into the store. I have sent emails to MTN. Somehow they cannot do the cancellation because... Um, the phone that they gave me uh, is the lady, Ashra. I never signed anything, and, and I was appalled to see, you know, to, to see on paper that I had to pay almost double for the new upgrade. I'm a pensioner. So, Linda, so, sorry, can I just be clear? Okay. You, you didn't request this phone. You didn't sign a contract to oh, say, nothing. I want this. No. Wendy? But, uh, that's, okay. I mean, that sounds like fraud. That sounds like fraud. I'll me. believe anything of cell phone companies, but uh, that yes. sounds even a step too far for them. And it, it happens. It's a lot of, not a lot, but I've had, I have personally investigated a number of cases of that sort of internal fraud where the handset goes to someone and um, the so-called upgrade happens. Um, and the, yeah, the consumer whose name it is in doesn't derive any benefit at all. And then, you know, because it's so difficult for the average consumer to get, um, to prove their point and to get some help from a network, it can drag on for months. So, uh, Linda, I suggest very strongly that you email me with an account of what you've, 
just told us um, with some reference details. So either um, the number that's attached to this um, uh, cell phone deal, if you're not comfortable giving me your ID, whatever and reference number the network can use to, to, to find you it, and yeah. find this, this case. Um, and um, I'm sure we can get this sorted out for you. But somebody is, is benefiting from your phone, your handset, using those services. You're being billed, and um, you're probably already blacklisted. Okay, Linda. Paid. So, Linda, the, the thing to do is send an email to Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za, and, and that is spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. She knows a lot about consumer issues. Wendy Nola, it's consumer at nola.co.za. Please just put in your subject line, Cape Talk MTN fraud or something like that so that she can look out for your mail and recognize it when it comes through, Linda, because Wendy gets bombarded with emails from all yes. sides every day. So uh, she needs to be able to sort through the clutter and look for your email uh, when it comes through and identify it quickly. And Linda, I really hope she is able to help you get that issue resolved. Uh, thank you for flagging it with us. Thank you, too, to the anonymous listener in the USA who has sent us an interesting WhatsApp. Wendy pointing out that in terms of credit card interest, it is exactly the same in the US. If you pay less than the whole balance, you are charged interest on every purchase from the day of the transaction up to the statement date and more till that old balance is 100% paid off. So it's not just a South African problem. Uh, thank you so much for that feedback. And nice to know we have <laughs> listeners all the way over in the USA. Yes, indeed. Right. Our lines are full of uh, callers. Let's go next uh, to Daniel, who is on the line again from Durbanville. We have a, a flurry of Durbanville calls today. Daniel, welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call again. Sure. Um, on the 19th of this month, I received a phone call from people purporting to belong to a debt collecting company appointed by SABC and that my license was not renewed. Um, I actually thought it was a scam, put the phone down, they phoned me back again and I ran it on to them. And then the following day, I received an SMS from, uh, purportedly from SABC saying that because I haven't paid my TV license, they've handed the account over a debt collecting company VCCM. And I then wrote back to SABC and I said to them, but listen, hold on, I've got been paying, I've got receipts here for the last six years, I can't find the one for last year. Whenever you guys send it through to me, I pay the thing and I pay it via checkers and whatnot. Um, there's obviously a mistake and I'm not prepared to pay anything yet until what's name. So, and what's happening in the meantime, um, I started receiving phone calls and to date I've probably received about 13 phone calls from mm-hmm. S, uh, VVM, this debt collecting company, saying mm-hmm. I owe them money. And the latest thing is that I've actually then went and sent SABC. I paid the 265 into SABC, and I said to them, listen, I've paid it on condition that if I do my reconciliation on my accounts and I found that I have paid it, I want this money back. And last night when the lady phoned me and she said, yeah, she sees that I've paid the, under, the 265 rand, but I still have to pay them the penalty of 238.50. And, um, and I think it's ridiculous that if I did not pay the account, why a month later the SABC didn't send me a renewal, and then one SMS or something, and they'd wait eight months, hand it over to a debt-collecting company. What, do I have any rights in this thing at all? Have they acted correctly? Okay, so you, 
is it the case that you paid, but you paid late, Daniel? Or how no, did that extra? Unfortunately, it appears what might have happened is that I might not have received a renewal notice from SADC. Uh, you, yes. So you, you might well have paid late because they didn't notify you and yes. remind you to pay on time. Okay. okay. Given that fact, a, Wendy, what's uh, what's the position? Yeah, I think the same will apply as with um, motor vehicle licenses on the small print. They will say that you have a an obligation to pay every year um, and that your, your you know your responsibility is to pay it whether or not you get notification um, and uh, as such you are liable for the costs of the handover and the interest and everything else that goes with it um, pretty okay. sure that is the way it works um, doesn't seem fair if you've come to rely on getting the renewal but um, yeah, I mean, in my case, I don't know that I got a renewal last year, but I just know that my, I pay by the end of January, and I just, it's, I just, you know, my, one of my car licenses is due at the same time, and I just pay both of them. Um, I, 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 I seem to recall that I didn't get a, 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 a reminder notice last year as well. We had um, the same so issue with car licenses last year, Wendy. A lot issue. of people and, complaining. And KZN but, as yeah. well, yes. Okay, yeah. so Daniel, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, but if the fact is that you did pay late, uh, there isn't a lot you can do to challenge the interest that's that's accrued on that late payment and perhaps set uh, a reminder on your cell phone or on your uh, desktop your calendar diary. or something yeah. like that uh, for future reference that in the month of... of March or whatever it is, your your license is due so that it doesn't happen again uh, because we know the reliability, between the reliability of um, them sending out statements and the questionable reliability of whether they will arrive by post um, it, it's not something you can take as, as, as given that it will come, Wendy Exactly, and yeah. so hence they, they will cover themselves in their terms and conditions that it's yeah. due, whether they whether or not, or not they tell you it's yeah. due. Yeah, yeah. Sorrel has just uh, emailed me. Uh, Sorrel, thanks for flagging this. He tried uh, to to ask TransUnion for his free credit uh, report, and he's just written to me to say they've asked me for eighty rand seventy cents to pay for that credit rating. No, something wrong there. If he hasn't um, asked, if he hasn't had a free report in the last year. That's, um, that's not correct because legally they are required to provide one free, um, report a year to each consumer who requests. So, um, I would challenge that. Challenge please, it. And, and Sarah, I'll ask them please to send you a uh, provider date for when you did last request that, uh, because if you know you haven't done it, then uh, I'd be interested to know how they justify, uh, trying to charge you for it. Uh, thank you for your email. Right. Let's go to Annie on the line from Darling, taking us back to the issue of, uh, store cards and credit cards. Annie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Papa. How are you? Well, thanks. And you? I'm all right, thank you. And to Wendy, um, I have a, a, a question or something that's come up. We've had a credit card for a really long time. We went to Namibia a month and a half ago. When we came back, I checked my statement against my slips and discovered that, for example, something that I purchased in Namibia cost 105 rand, which the slip, it says, slip 105 rand. On the statement, they have charged me 100 and, for example, 106 rand 50. So it's, it's a variance. It's, a, it's something like 1 rand 50 to 5 rand on, on a per transaction. So I queried it with Standard Bank and I said to them, what is this for? No, it is because you swiped your card at a store on the first. The bank only collected the money from them uh, three days later and this Diff- variance is for the difference in exchange rate. The variance in exchange rate. I think I must have explained to them 60 times that between South Africa and Namibia, there is no exchange rate variation. We are one-on-one. I've been waiting nearly a month. Nobody has ever come back to me. 
and uh, no one's ever reversed the charges. And I just wondered if it had happened to anybody else, if it was legal, for my amounts, they were small. But what about people who are spending a lot of money, the banks are coining money, and it's illegal. It's not right. Are you absolutely sure about that exchange rate situation, yeah, uh, Annie? Three different people. Three different people in the Standard Bank gave me the same answer. They kept saying to me, I got even a team leader in the end, someone called Albert. And he said to me, ma'am, it is because of the variation that, you know, today it's, it's 16 to 1, tomorrow it's 12 to 1. I said to him, it doesn't work like that. We are one-on-one. We are linked. You are the bank. You should know that we are foreign exchange linked, you know, one-on-one. There is no difference. With, between South Africa and Namibia, is that correct? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. Wendy, having never well, travelled to Namibia, I've never investigated or, or looked into that, that possibility. And I wonder, there must be somebody listening who does travel who regularly knows? between and confirm whether Annie's correct in saying that it is. A quick Google absolutely is telling me uh, one uh, South African rand equals one Namibian dollar finished and clear. Uh, but, uh, but is it always it, like that or is there a possibility that there is some kind of discrepancy? Wendy and I are not sure. So please, if somebody is sure and can give us an informed response on that. I would love to hear from you. Please just drop us uh, either an SMS to 31567 or call us on 021-446-0567. Annie will try and get you some feedback before the end of the show. Um, I think we can squeeze in one last call from uh, Rainier in Somerset West who, uh, no, I think we've lost Rainier's call. That's a pity. Uh, he had been waiting a while. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Tom has SMS to say, I think it's in the month of your birthday only that you get a free credit report from TransUnion. Is Tom correct in that assumption, Wendy? Oh, I don't know. That would be news to me. Um, okay. I don't think that that, um, I don't think that's allowed for in the, in the National Credit Act, to be honest. I don't think it says, um, on the, only on the month of your birthday. So I, 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 I'm definitely going to check that, but my gut is saying no, that's not, um, that's not allowed for in the Act. So as long as he hasn't, um, requested one or received one in the last year, it should be free. Okay. But, um, I have a very good contacts at TransUnion, so I will be emailing them as soon as I come off air and, and checking that one. You've got to love the Cape Talk audience. I've already had three mails about, emails about the Namibian Yay. exchange rate. Keith saying uh, Annie is not correct. There is a difference. Edgar is on the line from Strandfontein. Edgar, good afternoon. Good day to you, Papa. Yes, there is a difference. We can spend our money in Namibia. However, when they come with their dollars to South Africa, there is a variant. So there is a variance, but it's, it's not an absolute one-for-one one, uh, exchange rate. So if any spent yeah. in Namibia, it's not necessarily absolutely equivalent here. When we, when we come back here, it's definitely not equivalent. We, we, we sacrifice a couple of cents or, or, uh, or, yeah, on, on, on the dollar. However, we can spend it in Namibia, but when it comes here, there is a variant, definitely. Do you travel there often yourself, Edgar? You sound like you're speaking from personal experience. I taught there for four years, and I travel at least twice a year to the Libya. Okay, Edgar, mm. thank you so much for that feedback. So, Annie, there Brilliant. you go. Thank uh, you. I really appreciate that quick response, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, let's finish with a very short SMS from somebody asking, what do you do, Wendy, when the bank does not send statements because you don't have email? Uh, that is a tricky one because it's sort of technology versus um, somebody's choice not to embrace it. Um, I, I honestly don't know um, because um, can the bank insist 
that that is now an acceptable means of communicating with its clients. If in the case of somebody that chooses not to, I'm not 100% sure on that. I would imagine if you've, if in the case of a long-standing client, they would just do the reasonable thing and as a goodwill gesture continue to post it, even you know if that means that they must now charge you extra or whatever. I'm not sure how um, Edgar would feel about that, but... Um, uh, I can certainly, Edgar, if you want to drop me an email and mention the bank in question and your circumstances, I will endeavor to get um, an, uh, an answer and, more importantly, some kind of um, redress for you on, on how you can continue to get your statement via post, which is what I'm assuming you want to continue doing. Okay, now the way to send an email to Wendy once more is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Please remember to put the words Cape Talk in the subject line, as well as just a word or two pointing her to the, the direction of, uh, of the conversation uh, and the nature of the problem. Wendy, always great to have you with us. Thank you so much for your input today, and we look forward to having you, you with Pippa. us in studio next week. Yes, indeed, me too. Thank you, Pippa.